Welcome to Leadership Legacy Radio, where, where you inspire you to live your dreams, and encourage you to take massive action, and be your authentic and genuine self. We, we focus on three pillars. That's empowering youth, equipping leaders, and enriching marriages so that you can go out and dominate your space. If you're ready to dominate, you're listening to the right show. This is the Leadership Legacy Radio. All right, y'all. Take two. We're going to see if Mr. Zuckerberg cooperates. See if everything lines up. All right, y'all. Take. Drop some value. All right. So, um, just so that we're clear, Batman, Robin, all right? She was out saving Gotham. Batman, okay. And um, now I'm back. All right. So, had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we will proceed this show must go on this um, program will continue as scheduled <laughs> all right so i was talking about um making sure that you understand not only the law of the niche but the importance of putting people in their sweet spot and then you finding your sweet spot mm-hmm. right because um oftentimes we put people so so if you're a leader and you put somebody in a position that you think is best for them, but it doesn't complement their strengths, then you can hold back the organization, all right? Um, earlier I was talking um, and I had kind of, I started kind of going off because of the the delays in the internet and stuff like that. So I see you, Jose, I see you, Eric. I got two Eric's on there, I see you, Lucia. And um, Eric, don't forget, we gotta do our live, so we gotta connect. Um, and so, uh, but going back to putting people in their sweet spot, like I, I can remember like one of my biggest struggles um, when it came to sports was when I played baseball, right? Um, I was super fast and the coach wanted to put me at, I think he wanted to put me at shortstop. Now shortstop is one of the most difficult positions to play in the game of baseball, in the game of softball. And um, I appreciate that. Looking forward to it. I see you running that, that you about to break that one minute mile, man. Um, you keep running, you're gonna run people out of the gym. And uh, so as I was playing baseball, I always loved running. But the problem was I was, I was right-handed. There was a kid that was actually way better than me um, at shortstop. He was actually ambidextrous, so he could use both hands, and he actually used to, the reason the coach wanted to put me there is because I would catch with my left, throw with my right. This kid was actually ambidextrous, but he was really unique. He was faster than me when I would do it normally, and he would actually catch it with his right, switch, and then throw with his right. So he would catch, switch arms, and then still throw it with his right. And he was faster than me when I would catch and basically go like this. And so it was so funny because I was saying, coach, he's way better than me in this position. And you have to be really fast as a, as a shortstop. So I had the speed when it came to foot speed, but I didn't have the skill set when it came to arm throw and kind of like getting the ball across. Now, what ended up happening is Another coach ended up seeing that because I was so fast, I could benefit the team by going in the outfield. 
So he put me in the outfield and our team started to do way better because I was also at the time, just because I had got hit with the ball in the face, um, I was a little scared of the ball. So um, I, that's not a good place to be as a shortstop. You can't be scared, right? So, so that's why it's important that you understand that one, you have to know your own strengths, but two, it's important that you know the strengths of the people on the team because when you do that, the benefits are your team will start to strive, the individuals will start to excel, the success of the team will start to compound, and then you begin to help everybody be successful. So those are the benefits of knowing when to put people in their strength zone and helping people be the absolute best that they can be. Hey, Ben. And so one of the things that I started thinking about is like, okay, so not only do I need to know how to put people on the right, in the right positions and on the right teams and, and in the right, you know, kind of like situations, but I also needed to know my own sweet spot. And this is important because if you know your own sweet spot and you find the right place for you, the benefits are tremendous. One, you become more secure in yourself. Two, you get to know yourself better because you're like self-aware. Three, you get to trust your leaders because they put you in an area that you're going to excel in. So you're not like questioning or struggling or, or, or second guessing yourself. Then when you're able to do all of these things and it becomes second nature to you, you see the big picture clearer. Hey, Tori. And then you can easily rely on your experience. So ensuring that you put your team in their sweet spots helps the team go faster and further. And it, it, it doesn't slow down the organization. Mm -hmm. Knowing where you belong and how you fit in helps your self-confidence, helps you become better, helps you show up better. You get to trust the team because you feel like you are in the right place at the right time. Um, and you get to see the picture clearly and you also get to rely on your experience. Wow. So that's, that's one of the reasons why you want to not only know the sweet spot and the niche of others, but you want to know your sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And that's so, that's so important and powerful because it happens on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You go into, um, I mean, and it starts even with our youth, Absolutely. you know what I mean? It starts in the schools where the kids are expected to everybody know how to do the same things, learn the same way mm -hmm. and, you know, be good at the same things when in actuality we aren't, we aren't all built the same way. We don't all, um, learn the same way. We're not Absolutely. all good at the same thing. So, I mean, I feel like it does. It needs to start in our school systems yes. where we're encouraging kids to discover for themselves what they're good at, what their niche is, mm -hmm. and be comfortable with sharing. You yes. know what I mean? So when you get older or when you go to another class or another um, organization, you're able to easily say, hey, this is something I'm that good I'm good at. at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah with confidence. Mm -hmm. And then the, not only will it help the leader, but it'll help the individual yes. to be able to, mm -hmm. you know, to strive. Because like you said, like, all of us have, you know, um, all of us are MVPs. Is that mm -hmm. what you had said? You called yeah. it. All of us are oh, MVPs. Yeah. We Absolutely. just have to know what our what our gifts are, what our sweet spot is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you won't call me an MVP 
trying to do something that Chris does. I'm an MVP at what I'm good at. I'm yes. an MVP at who I am, at being me. Mm. I'm not an MVP at being somebody else. I'm not an Absolutely. MVP at doing what somebody else can do. And oftentimes we compare ourselves and our strengths or our weaknesses to somebody else's strength. Mm -hmm. So if I compare my weakness, something that I'm not gifted at, something that I'm not good at to Chris's strengths, then I'm gonna feel like a failure. Absolutely. So we have to be mindful that we're all created differently. Even, you know, having three children, each and every last one of them are different. Even though they came from the same two parents, they're still different. They all have their own unique strengths, gifts, and weaknesses as well. Absolutely, and you know, one of the things that I wanted to kind of encourage everybody on this live is if we don't say anything else, and if you don't get nothing else, you are an MVP. Yes. You just need to find your sweet spot and where you add the most value. So when you find where you add the most value, mm -hmm. you become that MVP. So, you know, you, you have people that we love sports, right? So Michael Jordan was an MVP when it came to basketball. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. I know where you're going with this. You put him in baseball? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 yeah, he thought it's that a he could go. Yeah, he thought that because yeah. he was good at basketball and he was athletic that he could go and make that same transition to baseball and it did not happen and that's that's the perfect example absolutely that's what we think you know yeah. what i mean like just because that's not your niche that's absolutely. not your gift and, and you know not everybody is gifted in the same things like so one mm -hmm. somebody had mentioned something something to me the other day and i just i started laughing because i've never looked at it that way my friend he stopped mid-sentence and he said you are the best cheerleader. Mm. I was like, <laughs> but then yeah. I had an epiphany. It's what I do well. Yeah. I'm the chief encourager. I'm the one that brings the inspiration. So whether you call it a cheerleader or not, I do what I do well. Just don't call it a cheerleader. Just don't call it a cheerleader, <laughs> right? I can, I can inspire you. I, matter of fact, if you're having a, a bad day, I can turn it upside down. If you are struggling with something, I can help you get through it. If you need a thinking partner, I can be right there with you. Absolutely. The problem is people try to do things that they're not good at. Mm -hmm. You know, I stopped trying to be, you know, it's, so I told you guys in 2016, I had, I, it, it was a rough year. So I had just got passed over for promotion. I had just lost my grandmother. So I, I didn't get promoted. I, I lost my grandmother and it was like a really, really hard time. I was transitioning back into a, a job that, that I, was, I was always good at, but I had been doing it for so long that I, I felt like I had got complacent. Um, and I think other people had seen that. So they wanted to give me a challenge and I went to another job. I had excelled at it and then I was coming back. And as I was transitioning back, this, this mentor walked into my life. And he was loud, he was proud, he was super excited. And everywhere he went, he, he just, he brought energy. Mm -hmm. And one day he looked at me, he was like, I need you to be you. you. Like, I don't need you to be nobody else. Mm -hmm. if, if you're always excited, if you're always fired up, stay fired up. Don't let nobody change that about you. Mm -hmm. Because when you're trying to be somebody else, people don't connect with that. But when you're you, that's what people connect with. When you are being like, genuinely you people are going to gravitate towards you and you know what when you're you there's two powerful things that happen one you repel those that don't need to be near you mm -hmm. 
And then two, you attract those that are drawn to you. And that's what you want to do. I want to hang around people that that inspire me, that motivate me, that fill me up, that I can encourage, that we can we can be, as scripture says, that iron that sharpens iron. I want to be around people that if I have that bad day, you're like, hey, I see you. It's time to get pick it back up, right? Because that's what we need to do for each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to fire each other up because, you know, not every day you can have a great day. And we talked about this yesterday a little bit. We talked about, you know, hey, as you have that that moment, you maybe have that 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 day that you're not at your best. How do you do? How do you do what you do best? Right. First thing is you need to reset through gratitude. Secondly, if you have that powerful like partner or you have a powerful thinking partner that can just come on and say, yo, I see you. I need you to get, get back in the game. You said you can have a bad day, but not a bad life, Chris. Like when people throw the things that you say back at to you, it picks you right back up. It's like, you know what? Yep. Hey, Chris, I thought you said you was going to dominate your space. I got you. Like when you throw my motivation back at me, when you inspire me with my kind of like additives and the things that I say, man, it's on. Like I'm going to come back even better than before because I know like sometimes I go through that and and you're going to go through that. But guess what? You are MVP right where you are. You bring the fire every day, but you got to find your sweet spot. Where you add the most value, that's where you're an MVP. So one of the things that I wanted to encourage you guys is understanding the complexity and the simplicity of this, right? The wrong person in the right in the wrong place is regression. Doesn't go anywhere. A lot of frustration starts to happen. The wrong person in the right place is frustration. So you can be the wrong person, but in the right place, and you can be frustrated because you don't know what to do. All right? The right person in the wrong place causes confusion. You can be the right place, the right person, but in the wrong place. You're like, man, I know I should be doing something, but I don't know what to do. Then you can have the right person in the right place. And you have progression. This is where you start to, to, to reach your sweet spot. Right person, right place, progress. You start to, to, to stride. You start to go in, in powerful steps. You start to get in that lockstep. Now, to, to, to have transformation, you need to have the right people, plural. The right people in the right place, that's where you have multiplication. That's where your organization will thrive. So whether it's putting yourself in your sweet spot or putting your teammates in your sweet spot, this can apply anywhere. This can apply in your home, in your business, on the job, anywhere that you put people in their strength zone, they excel. I promise you, like, I, I know for, for, for a while, like, I, I thought, like, okay, well, everybody needs to do these different things. Like, you want to give people an opportunity to try new things because it, it, it builds character it builds well-rounded individuals it gives them flexibility to be able to fill in the gap when people are out and things are are not going right but your team is at their best when you put them in their sweet spot and, that, and that's that's really the gist of it right so the right people in the right place 
is powerful. Absolutely. Multiplication. Mm -hmm. And that's so, you know, like we said, it, it's important for us as individuals, as people to know what that is, because not all the time are you going to have leadership that's willing or that even knows how to to do that. Yeah. You know, to put people, okay, I want to put you in your sweet spot or put you in your strength area. Some people don't care because yes. they don't know what their strengths are. Yes. They work a job and they are do they're doing what they're told, whether or not they're happy with doing it, whether or not they're good at doing it, they know that I got to get paid, so I'm going here. I'm mm -hmm. showing up every day. And I'm doing my job to get paid. And sometimes it's it's out of our control. Like we have absolutely no control over, you know, certain positions. If I if I need a job and I apply for a job, I gotta go and do what mm -hmm. this what the, the job responsibilities um entail. But it is it's so critical that even when you get those positions, because you know, even now, like on a job, you have somebody that applied for a job. And you see, you are better at this. Yeah. But this is your job description. <laughs> yes. This is what we are paying you to do. And you're not that great at it. You yes. know what I mean? Like what, <laughs> you know, th that's a tough spot to be in. So you have to, you know, find a way to, you know, maybe add your little, your strengths in there to, to make it mm -hmm. more of a, of a, your thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, the, the focus when I'm doing this job. The focus is more on people. When you're doing this job, the focus may be more on organization. The production. focus may be more on production, mm -hmm. whatever you're good at. So it's important that, you know, if you're in that position to where you don't have any control over being in your sweet spot, you know, mm -hmm. specifically, you can kind of just add your own little, you know, kind of twist flavor, and yeah. flavor to it to, to make it good. But I really like that. Yeah. And, you know, um, I see a few people live. Hey, Teresa. Hey, Dave. Hey, Huang. Hey, Perry. Uh, Jessica. Mommy. And one of the things that, 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 that I wanted to kind of like close this live with, right, is, is not only are you an MVP where you add the most value, the foundational kind of like concept is there's a place for everyone and everyone has a place hmm. because we often lose sight of that. Hmm. I, I've been in organizations. I've been part of teams. I've been... I've been part of pickup games where people don't want to pick people up. Oh my goodness. And like honestly, like there's some people. It's so funny. Like I was I was um in a pickup game and this one kid, nobody wanted to pick this kid. Like nobody. And it was because of like what he looked like when he was like, you know, playing around. This dude had the best shot <laughs> I had ever seen. But the problem is he never had an opportunity. Oh, man. Never had an opportunity. So, you know, being the kind of person that I am, I was like, you know what? Like, we're just out here to have fun. Like, hey, you know, uh, let's pick this kid up. Yeah. Everybody was like, no, 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 no. We're not picking him up. I was like, look, man, I'll sub for you. You'll sub for me. Yeah. We'll be cool. But just so that we're clear, like, I'm going to start and I'll give you, like, two minutes. <laughs> All right? And so, like, so... Ironically enough, I gave this kid two minutes and he literally stayed in the game the rest of the game. Like other people were like, no, 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 you can stay in for me. <laughs> you sit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you sit out. So like th it was like so funny because all these other kids, they were like wearing like armbands. They were wearing headbands. They, had, the they looked the part. They yeah. looked fly, but they had no skills, no no relevant to the game. They, they had no value added to the team, mm. right? And so it was so funny. So... 
I say all of that to say that you got to make sure that you put people in their strengths. Um, I wanted to share a story with you guys. Um, I had read this story and it was so awesome. Um, so I have a lot of friends in the Navy and I think this will resonate with, with not only um, you guys, but it'll resonate with, with the theme, right? So um, there was this, this um, fighter pilot. Um, he used to fly and he, he flew during Vietnam. Well, one of the things that, that resonated with this individual was um, the concept of teamwork. Um, he always felt like teamwork was really important, but he didn't know how important it was until his life depended on it. So this pilot um, started understanding that like when he, when he flew, um, there's a lot of moving parts. Well, he realized that on a Navy carrier, there was even more. So there's 17 departments when you have to launch an aircraft on Navy carriers. Now, a Navy carrier has not only 17 departments that, that particularly help support the aircraft mission, they also have 5,500 people approximately on this ship. It, they call it like a, a, a floating sea. Now, what ended up happening is he started kind of like trying to understand um, all of the moving parts that kind of occurred during a launch. And then he started counting and he was like, well, it's not necessarily 17. It's actually more when you have weapons on the plane. So there were 17 departments when it was just a regular mission, when they were just practicing, trying to take off, land, just practicing maneuvers so that they can get better. Well, there was 22 when they had weapons loaded because now you had to have people to like calibrate the weapons, people to load the weapons, people that made the weapons, people that secured the weapons, all of these other departments that came part of the package when you had weapons on it. So lo and behold, this guy takes off, um, goes into war, and his plane gets shot down. His name was um, Charles um, Pumley, Pumley. And um, so Charles got, got shot down. Um, his parachute um, landed him um, in an area where he became a prisoner of war. Well, as he became a prisoner of war, he was a captive for six years. Well, his appreciation grew through his years in, in imprisonment. Um, every day, he, he, um, he, he thanked his teammates that were there with him. He thanked the people that, that survived. Um, and he, you know, he, he basically said that his faith grew. Um, there's two things that he learned from that experience, that um, um, faith in, 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 in God and faith in his team was really critical to his success and his survival. Um, and more importantly, um, the importance of the little things that we don't see. So one day he was at a restaurant and he was sitting out with his wife. And what ended up happening is he had got back on active duty. He had had an injury and, and throughout the injury, he had to separate from active duty. Well, little after that, he was uh, a little time after that, he was at a restaurant and this, this guy comes up to him and this guy says, Hey, your, um, you know, um, uh, captain, he had referred to him as, as his rank. And he is a, you're Captain Pumley. And he was like, uh, yes. He was like, you were part of the, the um, 114 fighter squadron. And he was like, yes. And he was like, you were shot down. He was like, yes. And he was like, and you were a prisoner for six years. And you, you returned back and came back to active duty. He was like, yes. How did you know that? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, shocked, he was like, how do you know all of that information? Mm -hmm. And so the young man said, I was the um, guy that packed your parachute. And he paused 
he started crying and he said, I prayed every day for the person that had packed my parachute. I was so thankful because of that parachute, I was able to survive. Because of that parachute, I am here today. So his wife looked at him. He looked at his wife. He looked at the young man. And, and he said, thank you for what you did. Your job is thankless. I'm so grateful that I'm able to thank you in person because I thanked you every day. And I prayed for you every day. Mm-hmm. And I say that all to say that that individual that packed the parachute, he was in his sweet spot. He did what he did well. Charles Pumley is now a motivational speaker. He speaks to Fortune 500 companies. And his story is, do you pack the parachute? Do you support your team? Are you in your sweet spot? Do you take them to the next level? So I'm asking you, are you in your sweet spot? Did you pack your teammates' parachute? Are you happy where you at? Do you deliver every day? You are an MVP where you add the most value. So um, in closing, as always, guys, go out and dominate dominate your space. space. Thank you for listening to Leadership Legacy Radio with your host, Chris Martinez. We appreciate you tuning into our show today and checking out our podcast. Make sure you subscribe. To find more information out about us, check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook forward slash Leadership Legacy. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leadership Legacy. Also in the description of this podcast, we're putting a free gift for our listeners. You'll get our Never Give Up ebook. That's 70 tips to help you be persistent keep going never give up on your goals or on your dreams now remember go out and dominate your space this is the leadership legacy radio